Welcome back to Two Hummers and a Realist. We're out here under the stars getting ready to talk about the depth chart, some draft information, and then maybe a little bit about Texas. I'm Steve. Lucas. Jay. And Connor. That's right. We're at full strength, ready to go. So, Jay, tell me tell me about the depth chart. We don't know a lot. We're, here we are sitting um, a few weeks out of the spring practice. They are finishing finals, those diligent little student-athletes, and um, getting Portal ready windows for, closed. Portal windows closed. They are getting ready for some strength and conditioning and other drills that they'll do during the summer. But what do you think about the depth chart that we know so far? All right, so this is what I was thinking. I will list the position uh-huh. and maybe first starters for sure, some second stringers. Projected starters. Projected. And then compare that with we think it's an upgrade or downgrade from last season. All right. So let's just start the most important position, quarterback. Year number two, Gabriel. We have a real backup quarterback this year, mm-hmm. Jackson Arnold. What do you guys think? Well, upgrade, downgrade, what? Upgrade. I mean, huge upgrade the backup. Huge position. upgrade. Yeah. Both are both are upgrade. Even with the inexperience, just the physical tools are. Now, are we are we just evaluating the position as a whole, whether it's been upgraded from last or, season's or starting full scale okay. upgrade? Starting team. You have to expect more out of Gabriel. You have to expect improvement in the system and everything, and then obviously, a very strong backup. Connor, I am cautiously going to say upgrade I think I think holistically the group is an upgrade obviously with a backup who's going to challenge Gabriel to be better but I am worried I am worried about the invasion about the National Guard invasion <laughs> yeah. it sounds like that a, a, a flying over that a, I can't see it. it's too dark no nah. no nope, it's not a double rotor it's a single that's that's the police helicopter they fly over hey hi guys hey Jake <laughs> yeah get out of here I'm glad All I'm right. under this tree um I think I'm cautious to say, I, I agree with Steve. I think Gabriel, theoretically, should be better. A year in the system, uh, a year of mature, an, an additional offseason of maturity, and just learning his players. But we'll see. I, I'm very cautious about what I'm going to say about him specifically. But as a, as a position, holistically, definitely an upgrade. Yeah, I agree. Should be an upgrade. Same. Different. Yep. So I would say, I'm going to echo something you said there, or really elaborate on it that the expectation for Dylan is higher and needs to be and so we're going to demand more it's very which, similar to Spencer in his second year yeah right we, we hope we don't have chance for we want Jackson mm. if Gabriel like has an yeah like I really hope we don't do that you know, 200 yards at the, you know after yeah three and a half quarters well and what's funny is brent will have a, a lot to say about that oh that, yes he that, would that if yeah. that's what happens at and any point. keeping in mind what got it us to that moment it was a combination of several games of disappointment and apparently a lot of the behind the scenes off the field off the field this guy's a jerk and this guy's won our hearts yeah. so i don't think that's probably happening that dynamic yeah so hopefully not yeah um, but do the students know that do that's I, what i don't but the students loved one and hated the other, so it was... Well, backup quarterbacks always been the most They're popular They're always the position. most popular yeah. guy. But I do think, I would like to say, in maybe the fans' defense or whoever, at the same time, if Dylan's not getting the job done, and it's clearly, and it won't be clear because our schedule is pretty easy to start with, but... You mean the whole season? Well, most of the season's pretty easy, <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely easy to start with. 
So, man, if, if he's not succeeding then, yeah, then it's probably easy to make a move. But it might be a hard t- decision to make, but you might have to make the move. At you Cincinnati is going to be the first test. I mean, but this staff has shown that they're loyal to a fault. I know. I know. Like That's what Broyles. scares me. I mean, that dude shouldn't have been on the field, and they still, you know, he's a solid guy, and he's the leader of his team, blah, yeah. blah, regardless of him having no athletic ability yeah, but to, to I, be in that position. I think the six and seven mark – is going to chip away at that because Brent knows there is not another six and seven season that he can have. That, that not, is, not in this. That schedule. is not an option. Not yeah. with this schedule. Well, and you go back yeah, to the well, last year's schedule wasn't any tougher. Uh, I didn't. No, oh, yeah, it was, it was tougher. tougher. The league was better. I think the league yeah. will be down next year. Yeah, and and the and probably oh definitely the uh, non conference was tougher. It was. I think so. You've got um, with uh, who was it that played Georgia tight after they played us? Um, Kent. Kent State. Kent State. They're better than Tulsa. They're better than SMU. And Nebraska's, Nebraska's probably better than... Nebraska's a bigger name than than what they showed on the field. So, I I think there's less... I think... Yeah, I don't think we... I mean, us being able to avoid Baylor and Kansas State yeah. makes this oh, yeah. schedule easier. Yeah, yeah, much easier. Automatically. Yeah, much easier. But... Iowa State's not as good as they were. You're um, at Provo, you're at Cincinnati, and you got to play UCF as well. I mean, it's not. It remains it's not, to be seen. Yeah, I don't think it's a very. I don't think it's. I'm not going to say it's a world beater schedule by any means. No, but, but you're replacing some power fives with some, yeah. including some, one that played. You're, in the you're at. You're at an up Kansas. You're mm-hmm. at a Kansas who's on the rise. You're at an Oklahoma State who's going to be out for blood in their last in their last bedlam. If they can field a team. If they can field a team potentially ever. So I mean, it's not going to be. I don't. Again, it's not going to be this. It's not going to be an SEC schedule, and it's not going to set us up for the SEC by any means. But it's not going to be this walk in the park that I think. We probably are underselling, under underrating that schedule, to be honest. I, if this was a typical OU team, not based on last year, but the previous decade before. We or would our all standards, be, period. We would all be ex- expecting 12 no worse than 11-1 and one as, as mm-hmm. far as Texas being our only tough game. Right. It's and just, and we would all be thinking we're going to go 12 and It 0. should still be that way. I mean, it's uh, last year – Obviously underachieved, and all of our expectations were not met. But a few plays here and there, it's it's a we're not very good last year, and we could have been a ten-win team. Yeah. So very quick, very easily. Yes, very team. easily. So that's true. There's there's no uh, reason to not have that. So what's the next position? Next okay, position. next position. Running back. We have a combination of Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk. I actually think Sawchuk is going to take the RB1 spot to start just because Barnes missed so much of spring. And I think he just has a different gear, and he showed an actual a level of toughness and power in the Florida State game that I think most people just thought he was a speed guy. Get to the edge, outrun people. But he, he was running through people, mm-hmm. putting his shoulder down and getting extra yards. So that'll be interesting. Um, We're replacing Eric Gray. Versus Eric Gray. Right. Um, but who else is on that group? Uh, it's hard to say. I would say Tawi Walker is just a little bowling ball of muscle, mm-hmm. and he's he's hard to take down. I don't know if he'll actually be third when the season comes around. Mm-hmm. Hicks will be third. Or if it'll be Hicks. Hicks, yeah. Or, um... What we don't know is how deep they'll actually go. Um, we didn't see him go deep last year They didn't year go deep last year, and, and in past years, Lincoln didn't And they rode deep. gray hard. A lot. But, but really, his backup was a true freshman. And so, an injured 
but Marcus uh, but and that, Mark, Marcus Major, Marcus Major, right. but you got to worry about and so Jay upgrade. What what is your thought on on that position this year? I think this one's easy. I think if both guys are healthy, it's an upgrade. I think talent wise upgrade. Yeah, depth if, if they're both fully healthy. Depth, depth for sure, for sure, because the incoming you know freshmen completion, yeah, are all of that good. completed yeah. together. Potential is an upgrade. Yeah. Um, Sawchuck and Barnes have yep. a higher ceiling. Yes. Where does Marcus Gray Major fit yep. into this at all? I don't know if he does. He's just, he, he just can't the stay on the – he just can't stay healthy. Yeah. He may surprise us. He might. He might He might be a um, – Might be an H-back. I don't no, know. No, he might just be a guy that, you know, comes gets in. one season, right? His whole career comes down to I stayed healthy once and – Yeah. I mean, we were calling for Marcus Major's start in game three last he year. He looked good. And healthy. I don't think we're good. wrong to but think about it. I don't either. Yeah. So – but Barnes is for the sure number one. For sure number one, if he comes uh, back healthy, to me. I think Solchuk ran Solchuk better. Solchuk has got a lot. I of didn't potential. like Barnes' and vision. I look at uh, um, Solchuk is a very smaller, limited. I mean, Solchuk only had the carries in the Florida State game. Barnes had like 150 carries on the season, but he. I don't know that he sees the field as well as Solchuk saw the field against Florida State. I don't know Demarco Murray and his coaching enough to know. I would like to think that he sees true talent and what can potentially be there. And if he, and I'm thinking in, in terms of Sawchuck, is Sawchuck in his eyes, in my eyes, the guy who can get to that higher ceiling? And we need to get him in there as much as we can to develop him in real games to see if he can really flourish. You don't normally get elite track level speed. That showed the kind of power that power. he showed in Florida, yeah. Florida State. Is this going to be a Kennedy Brooks Trey Sermon situation? I thought the exact. I thought where the exact same thing. They can run the crap out of Sawchuck for two and a half quarters, and Barnes closes. With Barnes, 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 Barnes every hard. now and then, and then the fourth quarter, it's like we've got a fourteen to seventeen point lead. We're running Barnes, and I've got yeah, we've got power now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think be? I, mean, I think I, I very much think that might be the case, and I would I would compare it if if Anderson would have stayed healthy and, and Anderson. Sermon type of mix in the running yeah. styles. Um, I think I think that group is a very loud upgrade to me. I think Eric Gray was good. I I think if Sawchuck would have been in in the system earlier or whatever whatever was there, I think Brent was riding a veteran mentality last year, and I hope this year it's more of the best guys are going to be on the field. Um, I'm with Jay. I think it's probably Sawchuck Barnes if I had to go one two, but I think it's a a very loud mm-hmm. upgrade relative. How do to we know how they fit in the blocking scheme on passing yeah. plays too, though? Like, True, that's right. huge. Maybe, that is huge. Maybe, maybe one guy huge. really knows what he's doing and hopefully more in major, let's say, mm-hmm. and the other two guys are still coming along on the pass protection aspect, and they just trust major more. I mean, that changes everything. Back to trust. I think that's why Gray yeah. was the guy. I think Venables looked out and said. I've got trouble Cannot everywhere. lose Gabriel again. I can't, yeah, well, I can't, that, I can't, I'm taking chances everywhere. I just need to, I don't, I need one less decision in my solid. life. I need a solid. That's my decision. Everything else is where we're going to try to mix and match. That's my one guy I'm going to lean on, and I don't have enough time to worry about it. And now, hopefully, they've got some luxury to worry about it and make some changes and get some guys in. So Big Steve, upgrade. you say an upgrade? Big upgrade. Lucas, same? Yeah, it's upgrade. All right, wide receiver. Um, let's go with Farouk. He's probably got a spot. Drake Stoops has a spot. Andrew Anthony from Michigan seems like he's probably got a spot. I would say those are your quote starters at your X Y Z positions. 
you've got backups of like Buckley Shelton, LV, Buckley Shelton, uh, Gavin Freeman, combination of Nick Anderson, DJ Graham, Gibson. Um, Gibson. If he can uh, catch the football. Uh, Petaway. Petaway is a, a freshman that's coming in. He won't have a lot of time to learn it, but he has elite 4-3 type speed. Uh-huh. Um, like a 10-4 guy in track just like last week. So uh, the wide receiver room, in my opinion. The Texas kid. is Oh, yeah. That's, yep. Texas oh. transfer. Yep. Thompson. is uh, It's full of potential, but well, that's I- all it's got. Lucas, last year in the in our preseason build up to this build up to the regular season, you mentioned how big of a question mark was in the running back room. Didn't know what we had. Feel the exact same way for the most part about this wide receiver group. Yep. You know what you have with Drake Stoops, and outside of that, I don't know. I think I, we I've know seen Farouk. I've seen Farouk. I've, we've yeah. seen flashes. We've seen big games, and we've seen yeah. where he puts up zeros. Yeah. So, um, well, we, we have a quarterback that can't throw in the middle. That kind of hurts. Very true. But um, if I ha- – this is the biggest I don't know. It's a big I hope. Yeah. I hope this is what – I hope the talent that we have out there is represented on the field on Saturdays, and a lot of that is dependent on Gabriel being good and Gabriel being able to step up and having progressed in his, his abilities. Um, but lacking Mims, lacking – which he had some drops last year, but just lacking a playmaker – I we think thought, we thought Weiss was going to be a dude too. Weiss and I think just having that kind of if I if I look at Mims, Mims had that dog mentality, and I was talking to to a friend this this week, and he he said that Mims just had that ability to go get a ball, and and just he was just big time. He's a big time guy. Um, I'm anxious to see if we have that because you need that at, in that group. So I'd say this is a wash at this point for me. I think that's really well put. I think that's the right framing for it's it. It's probably a wash at best because I, I, Mims, yeah. Mims was a highly drafted wide receiver, yeah. and we just have we have a bunch of athletes that have got to put it together, or the season could be tricky. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I I totally agree with all of that. I think you put it really well, Connor. I would say that. The one thing that we have to remember is how disappointed we were in Mims that he did not rise to the elite level we'd been used to and really expected out of him. Did not seem to be the go-to guy and in crunch time dropped a lot of important balls. If you go back, not that this changes the whole course of the season and everything, but the season turns on a drop that becomes an interception by Mims against TCU. That and, first drive. And and we can argue if it was actually a drop or an incomplete pass, which we think it was an incomplete pass, but still it should, you probably should just catch the ball. And that, to me, is indicative of just what type of season Mims had for us. Again, season it turned be, for him there, right? It did, yeah. And it could be a bit of quarterback play. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination of everything. We have a potential to be a lot better at that position if these guys can come to fruition. Last year we had potential that was completely unfulfilled. We mentioned those guys that were disappointments and, and really showed up as, as big nobodies in key situations, and, and at times that included them. So there's a window to be better for sure, but it's a big unknown at this point. I'm worried that there's so many bodies that that makes me think that nobody has stepped, has, has stepped up in spring. Been that guy. There's been probably that a good guy, point but, to that. But having the Texas kid come in, having Petaway come in. We don't have a core group. We Yeah, we don't know who it is, and <laughs> the season's four months away, and it's one of those, like, you brought so many guys in to, to audition for that spot, and if 
if we haven't seen anybody, I mean, obviously we're not in practice, but the spring game, it didn't seem like there was a dude like anywhere. To be no, found. I mean, you saw Gibson get targeted a lot, and, and he had a lot of I mean, DJ drops. Graham probably looked the best. DJ Graham, I was going to mention he DJ, really he's, your, third, he's my sleeper. I, I, if I'm going to say someone I'm, I think I'm buying cheap, I'll invest in him with a big opportunity upside. I think he could really come through. I like DJ Graham, yeah. Yeah, Freeman too. Yeah, Freeman too. Yeah. Big Freeman's speed, a speed. yeah, but I mean, how many balls has he caught in his OU career? Like a couple. How many targets has he had? Though yeah. I mean, he's a jet sweep guy. <laughs> you know, I, I, Freeman, which I'd love to see that play not happen, but maybe twice a game. Freeman's got really good speed. Over two key, he, two key times. Yeah, he is a more athletic stoops, but obviously can't be as reliable yet. Right. Because he hasn't had the opportunities, mm-hmm. he can take contact. But he a is bit an, he Stoops is a quote well. upgrade from Stoops in terms of athleticism. Athleticism, yeah. Same size. Hard to beat brains though, and and I'm not saying he doesn't have brains, but Stoops sure has football brains. Now this is slightly off topic, but I didn't want to forget it, so I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, team speed has been something we've talked about. It is it is through the roof compared to what we've had in years past. Um. A lot of kids are running track in high school now, and we have at least five guys on the team that are sub, like, 10-4, 10-3, 100-meter guys, and that is blazing fast. Mm-hmm. That's not just fast. Mm-hmm. That is like a bunch of Hollywood Browns yeah. technically on the field. You've got Gentry Williams that, as long as he clears medically, most think he's going to be a starting corner. You've got Robert Spears Jennings, who has some shoulder surgery, but he is the same kind of guy. Thompson, the transfer from Texas. Petaway is the incoming freshman. Um, Sawchuck. And um, the kid from Michigan is also a super speedster. But, I mean, we have not had five guys. Like, if you wanted to put a track team together, a 4x100 relay from the OU football team, they could legit compete in college athletics. I that's, mean, that's a great point. That's a really strong point. And it goes a long way today. And and if you want to, especially in Levy's office, if you want, yes, if you want to circle back to how it fits schematically with the old Baylor system or whatever, if you can have two guys on the outside vertically that you that take the top off the defense, that opens up so many passes for kids in the slot and tight end, and the running game. I mean, if if Gabriel can just hit on some deep throws that he missed last year. That's a big if. Yes. But if he can, it it drastically changes how you have to defend us, and oh. we will just gash people with the run game, and Open then you bring your field. safeties up, mm. and now you're trying to cover, like I said, elite track, track speed guys going yeah. deep. You just can't do it. Well, and what helps there, and I – this is something that you look back at really great OU offenses, and there's a lot of components that went into that with a lot of talent across the board. But everything looks easier when you're really good and when you've got really good people all around you. And if you're Hollywood Brown or if you're any of the this, the Blitnikoff finalists that we had. Westbrook. That, you know, from Westbrook, a winner. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously CD, tremendous, tremendous players. I'm not taking anything away from any of these guys, but – if you're Baker or Kyler or Jalen and you've got everything else working in your favor the way you do, 
if I had the arm strength, I could hit a lot of those passes because you're just saying, I'm going to throw the ball, you're going to run fast, go get it, and we're going to score a touchdown. And so those things start to, to snowball in our favor when everything else is working really well. And, and, if you, and, and it really helps if you've got extremely talented guys and if you just have extremely fast guys. Because I remember playing many, many opponents that were not that talented, but they had fast guys and they could throw the ball up and go get it. And you're like, they're behind us again. Here we go. I mean, look at Tavon Austin against us in yeah. 2012, yeah. like running away from us. All the time. So I mean, look at it the helps lockets. a lot. All the Lockets mm. at K-State were lockets. just like, they would just the get behind everybody. Going back for so long. And the ball would just fall. Well, and even, even, ho- just even, ho- even Hollywood. Hollywood was not by any means just just phenomenal player. Yeah. Like Hollywood's getting no, he didn't have great hands. He did not have great hands. Bad route runner. Yeah. Not a great route runner. He's not a yeah. bad yeah. route runner. Yeah, but not, not great. great. Not elite. So, yeah, it's... Well, you can run under a ball going really fast and you're past your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy Or score catch one over the middle and yep. run around It's kind of like, you know, unfortunately, who, who's back for Texas, Xavier Worthy, same type of guy. I mean, how many times did he get behind us? What yeah. a weird so, deal with Specifically two years ago. As many yeah. times as he's been, like, in, like, he's going to transfer and all that, that I, I, I got to hope that there's a, a lot of friction there that, that will come back to haunt them. We'll talk more about Texas in a bit. All right, let's move on to the tight end slash H-back mm-hmm. position. Okay. We've been really super thin. Um, we've got bodies, but they're, they've been injured. Not a lot of people practicing. We're even moving, like, defensive ends just to play tight end and practice. Quarter- quarterbacks. And quarterbacks and tight end. <laughs> so, really, we've only got one to talk about, and that is a Austin boomerang. The boomerang. He's the only thing that gets us to be only a downgrade and not a, oh, my God, downgrade. At this point, agreed. Yeah. So what? I, I would I would agree. Bryson <laughs> well, Willis is going to be hard to do because he was yeah. a, he just did it all. Yeah, he did everything. What, why are we so thin at that group though? We're we just have, thin from injuries. Okay, so Llewellyn injured, and who's the other one? Uh, the Smith kid. Smith. Yeah. The Smith kid was going to play. He caught. He had a club on his hand and yeah. caught a touchdown in the spring game. But there was right. an, there's um, another guy that we. Uh, is Caden Helms. Helms. Caden Helms. Again, they're just they're young and they're athletic. Um, Llewellyn's more. They're not a, getting on the field. Tells me they can't block. Well, no, they're just they've been they've been hurt. Yeah. I don't know what their injuries are, but they did not get a lot of spring ball. And Llewellyn is more of a um, inline tight end. He's going to be your blocker, release, catch and catch run. pass. And Caden Helms is more of an athletic tight end that you can put in, put in a slot like a Mark Andrews. Or a Gresham-ish. I mean, I'm not saying he's like those right, guys, but right, but yeah. role. But that's his role. Um, we just got you just don't know what Michigan, they can. Michigan. State? You just know what they can do. Did we get a transfer from? We did, but he's he's a project. I think he's a quarterback turned tight end. Hmm. Nice. I mean, Blake Bell. Blake Bell. Yeah. <laughs> so an NFL guy. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we but no. We've I got. Didn't, I didn't like the way we had that position set up last year, though. Yeah, it's the yeah, first year we haven't been able to really use it. I don't like, know if Lebby. I don't know if that's a big thing in Lebby's. Right. right, that's what I was wondering is if that's not a, a big position not to worry focus. about yeah, because we didn't it's have not a, true a focus. Yeah, Braden Willis, Willis ran from the backfield most of the time. Yeah, the H yeah. back, quote unquote. Which I'll give Lincoln credit for. He weaponized the fullback position. Oh my god! He oh, did. absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, Dimitri Flowers was one of the All best of template. A great anybody he innovation. had at fullback was a yep. weapon. He always was able to use that in, in a way that could just gash a defense. Well, because you just 
You get you leave. You, you don't account. You just forget the fullback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't account for him. Oh, the fullback's not going to go thirty-five yards down the field. Right. Oh, oh, he is, and he's catching diving passes. It's like, like a, yeah, it's like a wheel route that goes across the middle. It's just it's very powerful when you use it right, and he used it right. So agree, downgrade. Yeah, just yeah. multiple reasons. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Stogner. To uh, be fair, when, he when could he came, when he came on campus. I was excited. I thought, you know. Calcaterra was really good. Then he had the, the concussion stuff. I thought Stogner was going to be the heir apparent to the Calcaterra situation. And then he got hurt in that Kansas game. He had like a deep, a deep, deep thigh bruise. A deep thigh bruise yeah. That yeah. ended up costing like six games or something. Oh, we got real bad. He, he had like a lost his leg. He had an infection. Yeah, and just turned the whole, staff. Which yeah. is crazy. I think he lost 30, 40 pounds. And, and just, he just, I mean, I watched a couple South Carolina games mainly because him and Rattler were there. And, and, um, the coach, Beamer, 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 Beamer. So I mean, I watched, I watched more. I mean, I probably watched five or six South Carolina games last year, and it didn't seem like they used him at all. You know, they would use him inside the red zone, maybe to you know try to get a touchdown inside the ten, even. But it doesn't seem like he was a big part of the offense. So that makes me wonder. And I don't think Levy's offense really uses the tight end as a as a catching position as much as yeah as much as previous we've had, and so that. It's overall downgrade based on depth because of injury. We don't know what those guys are going to do. And then scheme. I so. agree. Next yep. position. All right. We're going to go. Um, you want to go individually offensive line or no, let's offensive do line? Let's do a unit. Okay. Let's do a unit. So probably Walter Rouse, which is a Stanford transfer. Started like 40 games for Stanford. Um, from big, all accounts, he's a solid guy, right? I don't know that he's like a first, second round, third round guy, but he's. He knows what to do, and he's physically developed, and he'll he'll hold down, which for us having a lefty um, is not the blind side, right? So, but he's got to be smart because he went to Stanford. Correct. <laughs> then you've got probably like Savion Bird playing left guard, who did really well in the bowl game, uh, particularly in like uh, the running game. Everyone kind of struggled in the passing game against right. Florida State. He's kind of a mauler. But the problem with him and what's interesting is I'm going to say he was 305, 310, something like that for the Florida State game. And at, like, the beginning of spring ball, he was, like, 278. And the coaches were like, WTF, dude. Like, you lost 30 freaking Eats pounds. McDonald's or yeah, like, yeah. He, the kid <laughs> needs to be hmm. constantly eating right now. Half price burgers <laughs> at O'Connell's. They're delicious okay. burgers, by the oh, way. Had them tonight. Shout, shout out, out to McDonald's. So he McDonald's. needs O'Connell's. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he needs to just just eat as much as he can and get that weight back because he's athletic and he's mean. Which yeah, we haven't had someone with attitude. It seems well, like I'd for rather a while. someone have slimmed down. To be a, but it's been a while. Mean, I mean, it's been. Yeah. I say a while. Three, I don't four, want him to show yeah. up as forty pounds overweight and have to lose it. Correct. So maybe right. it's a better problem to have. Okay. I don't know. So then we've got Andrew Rame, who is just inconsistent. He's solid, unproven, inconsistent. He's he coming out of high school. He was highly touted, a lot of accolades, and he's just been. It's been hurt a lot. A guy. Yeah. He's just been okay. Uh, right guard, you're going to have a combination of uh, maybe McCade Matower, who played a lot last year and was a, just a guy. Yeah, a guy. Um, Caleb Schaefer, which was a uh, Miami, Ohio transfer. And he's kind of a big, ugly guy. Just He's a mauler. 
you really you probably hope he takes that spot because yeah. Matower is just a guy. He didn't have the nasty. Yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. Um, and right tackle, you have Tyler Guyton, who a lot think the sky's the limit. Yeah. If he puts it all together, mm-hmm. saying body wise and all that, he just he as athletic as you can be. I so mean, Gabe was talking about on their podcast that they expect him to be first, worst case second. Yeah. Second rounder. So you potentially have, and that's the blind side. Yeah, correct. You have for now. for now. In a way, you have three starters returning, if you count Guyton, Matower, and Rame. Maybe four starters if you count Bird because he played in the bowl game, and you're replacing the fifth guy with a guy that's had 40 starts at Stanford. Uh, so. Okay. Is this going to be a typical beat and bow situation, though, where Switch. he's rotating guys in and out of there the first three or four games, and then they actually start playing well game five? Well, I mean, I it's, it's – He's done it It's whole, a trend. Every time he's right? – Yeah, yeah. every that's, year. That's what we all hope. Done. We all get frustrated at it. We're yeah. like, how can you not find your five before September 1st? But I think our complaints have been biggest when they've been weakest. So – I, I think that he finds the guys sooner when they're really good, so hopefully he finds them sooner. I'll say, and I want to hear your guys' view and, and correct me or, or challenge this, but I, I'm going to say that is um, neutral with a higher upside. That's probably good because we did lose technically a first rounder. Yep. And kind a third and a third rounder. Yeah. So. Wanya didn't play a ton though. If you but could, when he did, he was a difference maker. But it was kind of the same deal where he didn't come in till Nebraska. Right. And you're like, why mm-hmm. isn't he on the field? Yeah. Before Murray got picked up. He was in trouble. Free stuff, agent too. I mean, yeah, Murray. So yeah. Three guys that could possibly play in the NFL. Right. Yeah. I would I would agree with Steve though. I would say yeah. neutral with a higher upside because, because of experience and because of talent. Because you because you could say that Guyton could be a first rounder, right? So him and Anton Harrison are a wash. Let's right. say. By, the, and, by midseason. Right. And you could say that uh, Rouse could be a wash with Wanya Morris. Because mm-hmm. Rouse could be a – he could be a third, fourth-round type guy. Yeah. yeah. And then if and Andrew Rame can stay healthy yeah. and keep it together. Consistency. He's a guy that could go too. So, yeah, I, I'd say – And he's and the center is the, you know, the biggest position on the offensive line as far as – Oh, absolutely. Knowing where the ball – you know, knowing where the protection is. And him having another season in the offense yeah. – he should be able to grow mentally. I'd say what's scary more than last year is if Raim can't stay healthy, which he hasn't shown that he can do. Correct. Our backup situation at center did not look good. In does the not game. look good. Nate Anderson, <laughs> ironically, was the highest rated O line of his class that came in, and he just hasn't become what he has. And if it's him, he has such a hard time snapping the football, which you would think by year like four, you could snap. Well, Rame isn't the, the greatest football. either because we mm-hmm. have a left-handed quarterback and he, he snaps it, it low right and right. Hand. Yeah. And so the whole, we talked about this last year, multiple games, the Dylan Gabriel is standing there waiting for the snap and the ball comes low and right. He has Making to catch it and then turn across his body to the left to make the pass. Yeah. And or to do an RPO. Yeah, or it just missed the timings it, all the That's mess. where it's probably yeah. worse is when the timing yeah. in an RPO. Yeah. But if it's not Nate Anderson, because a lot of speculated that um, the the true freshman Bates <laughs> that's come in, he's got an attitude. He's nasty. He's uh, strangely he's always wanted to be a sender, which I guess mm. isn't a thing that kids <laughs> want to do. Um, he loves Creed. 
It's his favorite player. He tries to emulate Creed as much as he can. But I don't think it's ever ideal to have a true freshman center. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to have a guard or a tackle probably start making the calls, Uh right? Because the freshman's just... Doesn't know. Can't process all that. But that that's not a big thing to me. I mean, just be, you're snapping the ball, and if the guy to the right of you or left of you is having to make the call, who cares? Well, but, but I don't know. I guess I don't know enough to to say. Okay, if what if it's what if it's the right tackle? What if it's Guyton? Right? Can he get that information to the other side to of the field? The route. Maybe at yeah. home. At home, maybe. Right. Maybe you can. On the right. Road. You're on the road. Maybe you can't get that information to who needs That's to get it. Well, point. maybe Guyton tells the left guard or the right guard, and then Rouse, since he's smart because he went to Stanford, maybe <laughs> he's relaying that to the to the left guard, and then everybody knows what they're doing because two of the guys on the ends right. know what's going on, and they can relay it to the, yeah. to the middle. Well, well Levy so only calls like four plays. So. <laughs> that, that is true. He's so smart, he'll probably be able to just work it out like with hand signals or telepathy or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so as a whole – what do we think offensively? I'm still with – oh, uh, offensively? Oh, I boy. think it's neutral. <clears throat> Lebby has to be better. Upgrade. I'd say slight upgrade. Upgrade. Slight upgrade slight with the upgrade. expectation that – maybe not even slight. Maybe an upgrade, just in general. Yeah, uh, I'd say potential upgrade, but I think as it stands, neutral. Now, I'd you're going to make ceil- a, The ceiling, ceiling is higher. It. TBD. The ceiling is higher than it was, For but sure. I don't expect it to so we all there. agree. Do we all agree the potential is higher? The yeah. ceiling's a lot higher. The and wide receiver position is I'm gonna so say, so I agree. I'm going to say it's an upgrade. So I agree. It's, if you get one or two guys, you get a Nick Anderson, you get uh, Andrew Anthony from Michigan to be a guy, right, that's, that's a legit deep threat. Um, maybe it's Thompson that's a transfer that's a, that's, that's a deep threat on post routes or Petaway, who's a freshman coming in, you get somebody to hit. Two guys. Two guys mm-hmm. have to hit, mm-hmm. and the offense is improved from last year. So I'm going to say it is a moderate But if, but it, but if upgrade, the receivers are – if, if Farouk doesn't take the sure. next step, no, yeah. Gibson doesn't catch passes, Nick Anderson Absolutely. can't stay healthy, Andrew Anthony isn't who we hoped he was from Michigan, right. it's a whole different ballgame. I think we know what will – if. If you come from the future to tell us it goes wrong, we'll know where it goes wrong. Other years, you'd have to be a head scratch, like, oh, my God, you're telling me this offense wasn't good. What what happened? Injuries, what happened? We'll know. We know what won't work. You know what I say to one. all this? Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Yeah. If, if these guys are more maulers than, guys, than pass yeah. blockers. Knock them down and, you've got and run the ball. At least, at least three running backs that can be good between Sawchuck, Barnes, Major and Hicks, if two of those guys can be really good, you should just run the damn ball. And not to mention the the clock control. If if yeah. they've no, learned yeah. in this off season how to use the clock correctly, as opposed to last season, that which was we trash, had a course on, not not many people showed up. That's right. Then, yeah. <laughs> then we should we should be able to run the ball, and you you should be able to score four to five touchdowns a game, just and that way. The clock. Controlling the clock. You score 28 points, 35 points, running the ball efficiently, and you keep your defense rested. And optimistically, um, the way Levy called the game against Florida State was much better. It, it was. was much better. It was and much better, yeah. we ran the ball, yeah. I'm pretty sure, 
I'm pretty sure it was the most yards. It was the most yards. That much? At least 60-40. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot. Because we had talented running backs. I know for sure, though, it was the most yards that Florida State had allowed in a game. So we pounded the rock in that game. And that was without – I don't think Harrison didn't play. And, right, correct. And um, I don't think Wanya Morris didn't. Right, I don't, I don't think. Right. I don't think either one of them played. Yeah. And Gray didn't play. So and I'm going to say play. upgrade in yeah. the to the tune of on a scale of one to ten. Call last year a a six. This is a seven, with an upside of it can be a nine. Last year's upside was probably an eight. If you if the, if any of that kind of roughly makes yeah, sense, that makes sense. I think yeah, that's fair. fair. All right, let's move to defense. Let's, let's do get it. through defense. Let's go through defense. Um, all right, D-line as a whole. We're going to go with Rondell Bothroyd, transfer from Wake Forest. By all accounts. Huge like, upgrade. Huge. Just huge like upgrade. big upgrade. Yeah, massive. Um, Is he grime spot, right? Yes. Okay. Jonah Laulu, who came on at the end of the season, at the end. Yep. They've moved him inside. He's put on about 15 pounds. They want to put on about 15 more pounds and get to that 295-ish range. They like his athleticism. He looks good. They think his um, kind of the way he jumps off the ball can be disruptive. Um, well, he was disruptive from a defensive end position. Then you've got Isaiah Coe, who, man, if he can play like he looks, I mean, he looks like Tarzan. So he had a couple of disruptive games last year towards yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, he, he was back. He like was he, the, he was back there for sure. And then on your other end position, you got a combination of Ethan Downs, R. Mason Thomas, and P.J. Adebore, which you could argue is in the wrong order talent-wise. Yeah. Right. So it's Ethan. Da- Ethan Downs, Downs start. had a solid, solid. He is a solid player. It's an interesting position because mm-hmm. R. Mason Thomas put on some weight but kept his athleticism. He's a great, like, uh, third down rusher, right? And then PJ is just a freak athlete in general. And once, once more and more starts to click in his brain and his body develops more and more, his brother just went in the fourth round of the draft and From literally, Northwestern, who is terrible. literally across the board. Did, did PJ, did they only win one game last year? I don't know. They beat Nebraska. They beat Nebraska. Zero. I think that was their only game. It was. Right? I don't know. They okay. won. It wasn't yeah. on American here's, soil, so it didn't count. Yeah. Here's here's some. But here's I want to throw in there too. What about McCullough? Because he played D yeah. end at Indiana, Correct. and they've got him in the cheetah position with um, Harrington. With Harrington, mm-hmm. but I think in passing situations, you put McCullough in there as a stand up, like a oboe or striker type thing. And he can destroy fools going at the pass. Oh, yeah. If, if you want to get into some minor X's and O's, third and long, right? All of us have suffered, OU fans, third and long <laughs> for the last decade, it feels yeah. like. Yeah. But if you can put – if Harrington is manning up that cheetah position like it sounds like he is, and you can move McCullough, like you said, to a stand-up the end, and you've got R. Mason Thomas as a third-down specialist – and you've got an athletic uh, Lualu hmm. and a co or somebody else in the middle. You, you're talking about four or five rushers. That quarterback is going to have 1.8, two seconds to get rid of that football. So, please, baby Jesus. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, third and longs this next year. We should not be in a panic mode and just assume, 
Oh, it's third and 12? Third, yeah. Just give it to him. Just give him the first. <laughs> yeah. Just give it to him now. I don't want him to have a touchdown. Yeah. Just give him the first. But, I mean, if we had this lineup against West Virginia last year, that's a win. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't go down the field and score. And well, get and a you, you got to think yeah. about it from the aspect of it's not even just third and longs. It's those third and longs that turn into fourth and shorts, and people know they could, they know they can oh, abuse got them. Right, they got, two down, they got two down territory, point, right? right? Great point. So, fourth and three. We're just, uh, here's yeah, they're going to go for it. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. So that's a that's a complete upgrade. That's yeah. a complete upgrade. Yeah. And so, mean, at, and so and now who have we lost on that line? <clears throat> we lost Redmond. Redmond, which underperformed. Right. Um, who else will we lose? Is that it? I mean, Grimes is still there, which we thought after game three in Nebraska. Kel- Jordan Kelly's still there. We thought Grimes was going to be a standout, and then literally he didn't do anything the rest. I think he had like two more sacks the whole season after the Nebraska game. Uh, okay, so last year, game one, starting defense. You had Reggie Grimes, Jordan Kelly, Redmond, Jeffrey Johnson, we lost Jeffrey Johnson, yeah. who was a solid player. Yeah. And Ethan Downs. So still a big upgrade. Yeah. Big upgrade. Big upgrade. Yeah. And biggest just, upgrade yet. And just for uh, the people yeah, I think by position far. group by far. Just for the people listening, if they don't follow all the players as close as we do, to put it in perspective, um, PJ Adabore or Adabare, however you say his name. Adabare. Adabare. His athleticism. So his older brother older, smaller brother went in the fourth round of the draft. From two, a horrible team. <laughs> 285 pounds, ran a four four nine, And literally everybody across the board is in complete agreement that PJ is a superior athlete to his brother. Yeah. Hmm. So we have a chance, hopefully, if he grows and continues to develop and his body develops to have a freak. Now, is, is he the kid when during recruiting was a three star at the beginning of his and then high, jumped all the way up to a five year? Yes, yeah. and then by the end of the season, he was he was an Army All American, whatever they call that game nowadays. <laughs> yeah, he was an Army All American and was just un, unstoppable. Yes. Yeah, once he started going to camps, and that's where the rivals and two four sevens and all them really start ranking players, mm-hmm. which you could say is. Good or bad, yeah. However you want to look at it, because um, not all the kids make it to these camps and stuff. But once he started going there, and people saw what he could do, and we offered he him. Just, we were the first to offer. He him, just like, shot through big the time roof. school to offer him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, athletically, that's awesome. Everything across the board, across we're still, the board, an upgrade and potential upgrade across the board. We still need D tackles yeah. to either be anchors where they're not moved off the ball, or I think Disrupt. Isaiah Coe and Jordan Kelly can both be those be that guy in the yeah. middle. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement. Great, great. De- defensive line, That's which soft. is Good massively start. important. And as I age, I used to be a skill position to just just go crazy yeah, over no. all these skill guys we get. <laughs> Your line is so important. All the old heads that used to talk about it. You're like, yep. oh, what are you talking about? This? It's, a, it's, it's a five trenches. star. It's so true. Yeah. We got three five star wide receivers. And Why are you talking well, about this and guy? And it's really true in championship level football too. And down the stretch, it's really true. Um, following uh, Ian, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that does the breaks down football. I forgot. Um, from he's a Texas guy. Um, I don't follow Texas guys. Yeah, well, he's he's really good at breaking down football. Pull up a second look, and he was talking just recently about how in the trenches, how important it is. D line is everything, and how it's really important 
in championship football. You I mean, can we've win seen some him, games, we've seen him for 15 but it, years. Ian Boyd, with, um, with you got to follow him. You with look the Bamas at his stuff. and the Georgians really for the last 15 yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. Clemson. Absolutely. We've seen Win OU, Win OU was great. Do. Win yeah. OU was and great. And Ohio, State, Ohio State's been yep. churning out first-round defensive ends. You know, yeah. Yep. Just like it's going out of style. They make everybody else look good. Yeah. Your corners. Yeah. If you're a corner, yeah. if you're an elite corner getting recruited – Go make a defensive end your best friend. Exactly. And bring him with you. He's going to make everything <laughs> so much you, easier on he you. He will make you so much money. It's yes, not even funny. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move to... It's a good to, segue to corner. It's a good segue uh, let's to, go to corner. Yep. Um, we've got Woody Washington, who is a very solid player. Good player. Yep. I think he's locked down. Looks good in the On the other side, you have a combination of... We're hoping to Gentry Williams, I think. Just from athleticism and talent... He had the scary health is he issue. Is a redshirt freshman now? I don't know if he redshirted last year or not. I think he did. I don't think he played more than four games. I don't think he did either. I don't know. I, I think he – no, I think he played in all 12 games. You think? Yeah, because you, you put teams. a lot of these kids on special teams. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, you know, what's – not to get off topic, but red shirts are kind of funny because the way kids are now – they're all. They're expected to be there three. They're years all expected. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play the next three to four years when they say it on their right. commitment video, right? And the way you can play four kids a game or a season and not lose a red shirt, it's hard to track. So forgive us if we get well, it's, some. It's also red hard wrong. when you're so thin, and we needed help everywhere. Yeah, we didn't have um, If it's not him, you've got Kendall Dolby, who is a a JUCO kid, but he did win Defensive Player of the Year in his conference, which. There's nothing to yeah. look down on. Yeah. Uh, you've got um, Josiah Wagner, who is a true freshman out of Washington State, who has exceeded expectations. I mean, I think they wouldn't have recruited him if they didn't like him, Mm-mm. but I think he's come in and he seems to have like a real dog mentality. Yeah, he's physical, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got Makari Vickers, another true freshman, who's Super just fast. an elite, elite player out of Florida. And I'm all for. Any any DB skill position player that you're going to get out of Florida because they're they're just kind of a different breed down yeah. there. They really are. Um, it's a, a place that breeds a lot of talent in yes. that position. Very competitive. Yeah, I think there's a lot of three star kids in Florida. Yeah, who you move them anywhere else. Yeah, and they're they're just competing all, with so many people yeah. that are so elite. All right, so there we go. Uh, let's throw Cheetah in there because that's really like yeah, a nickel spot, definitely. right? So. Justin Harrington, who I'm not going to lie, I've been a huge fanboy of because mm-hmm. I love track speed. His mom and dad were both um, college sprinters. He's like 6'2", 215. He looks awesome in a uniform. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yep. One of the first guys off the bus type of deal, like you're saying. Um, it sounds like he has put it all together. And he, it's kind of an interesting story for him because, remember, he entered the portal. Yeah. Side out like half the season. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. And Weird. I don't know. Just didn't. had a heart-to-heart with Brent to come right. back. And Brent let him come back on, but not on Brent Scully. wasn't going to let him. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Wasn't going to let him come back on. So he's fought his way back, and good for him if he's earned that, that spot. That says a lot. That says a lot. Good character. Yeah. So to what Lucas was saying, if Harrington holds down that spot, McCullough. He has to get on the field. Has to get on the field. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So before we transition from McCullough having to get on the field, what do we think about corners? Woody Washington, Gentry Williams. Give us last year's. Freshman. Jaden Davis. All right, Transfer. starter, game one last Enjoy year. Jaden Davis, 
Woody Washington. Woody Washington's backup with DJ Graham, who we talked about as a receiver now. And Jaden Davis's backup was Kendall Dennis Joshua Eaton. Who have both left. But we also replaced midseason with a guy that was really good. Colden. Yes. Colden. CJ Colden, which he didn't get drafted. Man, he should have came back. Should have Big agent. mistake. He, he probably coming back another year and doing what he did mm. the last six games of the season. Mm. He's probably a second, late second, mid third guy. If he if he replicates what he well, did, well, he's those at least a drafting person. Oh, if, if if you have a Colden, Woody Washington slash Woody Washington corners, yeah, in a please, second year lock in the it system, down. yes, yeah, it really sucks that it sucks kind of that the the NFL doesn't have the NBA system where yes. you can put your name in and come and back then out. If you don't, if I don't know what, what does the NBA have to do it. It's like. A couple weeks before the draft, you can, you you can, can find go, out you can, you and pull yourself out. back yeah. out. Is yeah. it? I thought it was even if you weren't drafted, drafted. high enough. Is that or uh, no? I don't, I don't think it's not, not that no? late. No, I don't think in the NBA you can it's, do that. It's something like maybe a month before. There's a there's a window that you can go back to college. Yeah, we'll have if, to look that up technically to, to see what it is. But you definitely have you talking enough to scouts an and they say, hey, it, you're like a seventh rounder, maybe undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. You're better. I'll put your name in or going back. Then they can. What but makes me in scratch the NFL, my... it doesn't let you. Which do is that. so antiquated that I you know. can't do that, right? We're here for the kids, right? We're here right. for yeah. the, the the student right. athletes, success. yeah, right. Success. What makes me scratch my head with that is you have Jay Valai, who is this amazing recruiter, apparently, and guy who recruits general recruits, uh, other other positions, love. right? The, what was the conversation that was had with CJ Colton to? You never know. Answer. You never know a kid's I mean, personal situation. Yeah, he may yeah. have a kid or something, and just need to provide for his he, family. He That's may have. Family, he yeah. may have a bad. Who knows? Influence, or or it could just be a mistake, right? Or he, he may could just have be people, like, I'm tired of college. That, it could be all well, these things. That's what's so frustrating that you can't. Who says you can't come you can't back. Find out because he yeah. could have gotten somebody that on decent information, decent hunches, says you're going to be drafted maybe late, and he wants to take the money, and then that. You know, night after night rolls on of the draft, and all of a sudden you're not drafted, and the poor kid is sitting there going, "Man, I really wish I would have yeah. done something." And you know how different. you can I get, gone back to OU, and yeah, and been I'd a star. Have That's my starting job, and, and you can get, paid next year. and you can yeah. get around that really easily because the timing of the draft and all these different things. You can he could have been going through spring ball while still being evaluated by yeah. the NFL draft, yeah, yeah. right, and Part, then partial mistake, there, and right. then. The moment spring ball ends, there's a, there's a little bit of a lull, and then the draft comes. Mm-hmm. So you're not these these players aren't they aren't thinking they're not getting some advantage yep. per se by yep. yes they get extra training for like the combine or something but it's not a huge advantage. Yeah. Let the kid practice. Let him see where he's at on the team. If he gets drafted, great, he can make that decision. Oh, I went seventh round. No, I'd rather. I'd rather stay. Baseball has been doing this for oh, yeah. a, a century, yeah. literally. If you get – guys will get drafted in like the sixth or eighth round. I mean, yeah. baseball goes what? How many, Connor? Like 30. 25 rounds, 30. Oh, it's a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you it's can get drafted something. in the 18th round and you right. say, no, I'm going to go right. back and play. Yeah. And it's it's totally legal in the NCAA eyes. How is that right. not the same The pool football? is a lot bigger in baseball, though. Well, it's, it's a just stupid that a rule for baseball it is. and basketball they, and they is different than football. It for makes sure. no sense. It, for no, sure. it, well, it, no, it doesn't make any sense except when you look at the stakeholders. It, it makes a lot of sense for, and so teams like the NFL they lo- they love this, and existing players in the NFL they love this, and so it's 
works to their advantage to the disadvantage of college athletes who are not maximizing their optionality. This is a case in point. Poor kid could have done something different. He's not getting the best advice here and finding his best route to figure out exactly where he's going to be and keep his options alive. He just chooses a path that cuts off all of his other options. I'd really like to find out what his... what him exactly his story is on on yeah. what he thought he was going to be drafted what his know, projection where he was projection was and if he had any life circumstances all oh, like jimmy wilkerson right you know he left he left right. early because he had a family you know he, his family was down and, and out. we wish him the and best the we hope he right it, he got picked up by the vikings i think is, uh, i mean i think yeah colden probably has a good chance to, to stay in the league yeah. right yeah. he's got a chance yeah. he's at worst you practice, always practice want to be guy. drafted but but, but he's got a chance that he could come back he's and got a hard time made himself yeah a couple million dollars money he could bank forever versus yeah. money that it's going to be a good job for a while and in the nil era not that he's like a superstar but he could get something he could he could definitely get enough pay the bills yeah to live on to where it wouldn't have been in any major his back half Major of last deal. season was spectacular. And I mean, if he was he the best built, corner on the squad. If he would have built that if over you, 13 to 15 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if, you had a, if you told me that we had a Woody Washington Colden starting corners, that's... Let's lock down. I mean, we're top 20 Ooh. in the country at corner at yeah, that point. Very straight. So, but still, okay, back to... All right, back back to... Okay, so... So is that upgrade? Upgrade. Yeah. Um, I'd say upgrade. I'm going to say neutral because neutral. you're yeah. replacing a guy that we thought would be really good if he's still here. We're including Cheetah in this, though, right? Harrington well, was slow at Cheetah last year. Sort of. We're going to let's let's move Cheetah into the. I thought we were including the, Cheetah. To me, Cheetah's a safety position. Well, Cheetah's both. Uh, the reason I say it's both is because McCullough's um, bigger. He is going to be on the line. He's going to be in and well, around. Okay, the line. let's do this then. Let's talk safeties and let's roll all the backfield right. in together. All right. So corner, what do we think? Upgrade. Upgrade. Slight. Uh, Slight upgrade. I'll say neutral. I'm going to say neutral. Just, I'd probably say Just because that other position, we don't know. Yeah, if yet. we're not including yeah. cheat, I'll say neutral. We don't know who that other corner is going to be. Right? Higher upside neutral. All right, so last year, starters, game one, Billy Bowman, Key Lawrence. This year, we should have Billy Bowman, probably Reggie Pearson, which is a transfer from Tech, played a lot of football, yeah. solid guy. Um, I think the real... I think those are solid starters. Bowman, if he has a good season, Bowman's probably gone. Yeah. You oh, probably yeah. need to hope. I mean, not, not hope, but. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you hope he's need, gone. You probably need to turn that position over a little bit. Yeah. With who we have in the And ranks. you hope he has uh, so much success that he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And the the real advantage that we have this year is the depth. Yeah. Because yeah. you've Peyton got. Bowen. You've got a starter <laughs> last year in Key Lawrence, right, who is probably a backup this year. And you've got five-star Peyton Bowen. So, athletically, depth-wise, the whole nine, massive, I say it's a massive upgrade. It's a big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, but you're also leaving Justin Broyles off that list because he didn't start. Which is a huge upgrade. Right. You didn't have him starting as the game one from last there year. There is no right. – d- But if you, that's a But what about upgrade. White? That's Sean linebacker. linebacker. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. If yeah. You, well, he if, was Cheetah. No, he was Cheetah. We'll get to that. No, if, we'll get you look, that. if you yeah, look up cheetah. addition by subtraction – it is Justin Broyles' face. Poor guy. Right Don't know there. the guy. Everyone says he's a great guy. But, yeah. But no, we're just. No knock on the guy's personality. But yeah. football-wise, talent-wise, 100%. dude. 100%. Yeah. So upgrade. I don't upgrade. think we need to discuss Massive upgrade. much more. Okay. Yeah. So let's mix in Cheetah just because it's uh-huh. such a versatile position. Uh-huh. So Cheetah, for people that don't know, is a, a third corner or a third safety-ish. The Roy back for the people that really know what we're talking about. 
Um, which is all of our listeners. Which is exactly. Yeah. Because we only have the best listeners. I don't know. Uh, shout out to my boss, Raj. Massive cricket fan. Uh, I'm missing a meeting with him right now, but mm. he said he'd give us a listen. So, awesome. uh, Raj. Nice. We'll, we'll talk about How this some How many days are they playing in the game that he's watching? Oh, he's in a meeting. He's not, yeah. uh, he's not watching. Well, cricket, cricket, that's the sport that I don't understand the slightest. The same. They play multiple yep. days. Yep. So we'll I'll, have, I'll never get that one. We'll have Raj on sometime. All right. Okay, so cheated position slash nickel slash third safety, whatever you want to call it. Um, we, we touched on Justin Harrington earlier. Um, his backup coming out of spring, doesn't mean it'll be this way out of fall, is McCullough, which was the stud transfer from Indiana. Big guy. I mean, Harrington's a big corner already at 6'2", 215. McCullough's 6'4", 6'5", 225 that you've got out in space. He looks crazy. I mean, if you, if you put McCullough and P.J. Attaboy next to each other... And you can build a defense based yes. on guys that look like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're Georgia. Yes. You're Bama. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's there. So last year, Steve brought up Deshaun White. Yeah. You know what? We we were really hard on the guy. He did okay last year. He did okay last year. He did okay. He was another guy like Holden that like the last five or six games mm-hmm. of the year, he yep. really came around. But In position, it started to click for him. But he is no Justin Harrington slash McCullough. No. Athletically. Production, we don't know. Yeah, McCullough. You can say a little bit because he he played his freshman season, had a really good season in the Big Ten. Mostly rushing though, wasn't in space covering guys. So I think that's why you want Harrington in a way to just be better, right? Because that's just another player that you've got that's really good compared to another player, right? McCullough's a good player, so if he's getting beat out, that's but, good for us. And he's also also a sophomore this year. So if Harrington, as a senior, up, upgrades like we hope that he Having does, been it's not a big deal that McCullough is behind him right. this season because then he's still got but, the next coming up. as you alluded to, McCullough is still one of the best players on the defense. So you can't just have him not on the field. Right. So that's how this ties into the cheetah slash linebacker position because – at linebacker, you've got Danny Stutzman and Kanick, projected starters. Whereas last year, it was um, Uguebu and Stutzman. Clear. Well, say, who else do we have? Well, behind Kanick, you've got Kobe, Kobe McKenzie, McKenzie. Right. who that right. sounds like it's a right. 50-50. And right. In, in camp, Little, they're raving right. about Kobe McKenzie. So, Little different players. Still, you're looking at depth, and you're looking at talent, and maturity. With Canuck's maturity and everyone else, even Stutzman's maturity, you're just looking at an upgrade. It's yeah. an easy upgrade. Yeah. It's and a Igwebu, complete upgrade. Igwebu just probably should have stayed at like defensive end or something. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, Alex Or Strange. should have gone to somewhere like a Texas State where he's at to go play. I, yeah, think, they, I think they used Igwebu wrong. Correct. Yeah. No, he's, he went to Houston. Oh, and he went to Houston. Just yeah, watch. He, they will Josh use Eden. him. Yeah, hopefully for him they right. use him correctly. I think he was, and I hope he position. just blows it up. I right. really do. I hope Guaybu just destroys it. Me too, because we don't play Houston. Because he so. is a big, freaky athlete, and if they just put him on rush end or something, if they used Aguayu like an oboe, like we did oboe and striker, I think we're we were all we would all be talking about. I can't I can't wait to see what Aguayu does this year. Yeah, but 
I just don't think that the Venables defense he had him find in the, the position he that they wanted him to be he in. He couldn't contain I mean, the, on the edge. We wanted him to be in. Yeah, and for as much as the, as much as we gave up the edge last year, Aguebu was the very incorrect choice to have at that position. And maybe he was the only choice. I don't know. How thin we were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, hindsight, looking back at last year, some of the personnel choices, hopefully it's just based on Thinness. Who can we put out here that's probably going to be in the right spot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Even if he's not athletically yeah. good enough to be there, he's going to be in the vicinity of where he's Who he messes to be. up the least, which yeah. is probably a Broyles situation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know? Oh, sure. For sure. Yep. Okay, I think, so. I think that was the story of last year of, is who is going to mess up the least. So, in this scenario, let's say Harrington locks down the cheetah, Stutzman got his spot locked down. At the will. At the mic, you've got Canick slash McKenzie. What do you do with McCullough? Twelve men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised after me watching video of him at Indiana as a defensive end. It looks to me body type wise that he could have been a linebacker to me, which that works in the cheetah position. But he's he's not going to be a covered cheetah guy. He's going to be the rushing cheetah guy or the run-stopping cheetah guy. He's I mean, not, I think they're trying. He's not going to be a drop-back guy to me. Adapt him into that, though. That would fit the Roy the, the reason position is, a lot, though. Roy, Roy it's was, not just Roy, because these guys' body style are even superior to, to, what, to what Roy gave you. If you have a legit six foot five guy for sure with a yeah. like a seven foot wingspan type arms, right. if he can cover in space, you're talking about yeah. blanketing yeah. the slot receiver. I mean, there's right. just nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, let's if, do you, the, if that guy let's can do the do defensive it. scale with the ceiling thing that we talked about on the offense earlier. Okay. Overall. Um so last year's defense was a four. Was it a five with a ceiling of seven? That's fair. Last year, that's fair. Yeah, four to this year. I'm gonna say we're a seven talent with a ceiling of nine. Agreed. Yeah, I, I I would even say it's leaning. What's a nine? What's a a nine? Don't do it. It's leaning to a ten. (laughs) I don't think we have any tackles for a ten. I don't think we do. No, probably not. But you might look back at these guys. I don't don't think Stutzman can be a ten, and with the with the freshness, it of, depends on what you mean I by think a ten. I think can I guess be a it 10. depends on what you mean by I, a ten. I think Stetsman can be a nine because I don't think he's ever going to be fast enough that he could be a ten. But, but there were lots unit. of guys. But we've had tens. We've McKenzie, had units. Units as a ten. McKenzie being so fresh, I don't think. I think the linebackers as a whole can't get the Rocky Kalmus's ceiling. Just yep. looking, it would never be a ten. But back right. then, but he was a ten. That's, a, a ten. that's what I was. The guys weren't as fast back then on. On the opponent, but I think offense. he's more athletic yeah, than Rocky. They were pretty fast. I mean, I mean, they weren't like they are now. It wasn't pretty, that long. There back. was a lot of talent. In Twenty the years is a long time then. in the development of athletes. I don't know. There was a lot of talent back I then. I would, I would, in the Big I would Twelve bet especially. You, I would bet you that Stutzman is a better athlete than Rocky Kellis. Yes, and I think Rocky Kellis would say that. Right. Yeah, but Rocky Kellis was a true he's football a ball player. No, yeah, no doubt about and it. And I'm not saying Stutzman's I not. I totally but agree. I think, like I, said, I think Stutzman's ceiling is a nine. And I think the overall defense, because the linebackers do a lot in this defense. And having Kanick and McKenzie being as young as they are. They'll make mistakes. Trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And having Stutzman not quite having the speed that I would like him to have. And then 
the other corner not knowing if that's going to be pass or fail. Mm-hmm. I think that the ceiling for this defense is a nine. Well, here's, but here's they're coming in at a seven. I like everything you're saying, and I don't disagree with any of it. The only reason I say this actually could be something we would look back on a, on a surprise season and say it's a 10, if everyone hits on all cylinders, if people reach their potential really fast, with the combination of what we have to agree is one of the best defensive minds in modern football history, we would say that there's a 10 potential out there. You're talking about a 99-2000. Yeah, jump. yeah, yeah, that kind of a jump. Hmm. And and yeah, that's a long shot, and we're splitting I, I hairs they, to think, talk about it. When you're saying that these guys get there really fast, I think there's so much youngness. Oh, it's very hard. Youngness in the positions of what I mean, the potential on a lot of these guys are ten. The Atabores sure. and the and Canics and give them two McCullers. years. Those three guys years in? are a ten potential, but Absolutely. I don't think at this age of all being no, I'd say it's really hard that they could get to the ten. I'm this, saying this it can year. be done. But it's really hard. What's a nine? A and, top, we all, and we also oh, thought not, five? Not, oh, nine is top. No, nine is person type ten. I don't know if we can get to a nine. I think, I think if we get to a nine, we're a top 30 defense. Because oh, what, I, do, we, I would what say do we finish last better year? better than that. Bad. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, I, I don't I'd know that you can make that better than jump that. in one season. I think you can. I think you can with, with enough talent and but enough But we've also got a really bad schedule. Yeah. I think you can so with a combination that would, that of... That could help. Yeah, for sure. All of it working together. Because the Big 12 no. should be down. The track yes. record of year two coaches, right? It's, I mean, they're really... Bob started it, right? Year two. Mm-hmm. Urban, Urban Meyer, did it. Yep. Um, Trestle. Trestle did it. Yep. Saban... I think it was Saban's third year. Meyer did it twice. Um, but there is there is <laughs> yeah. definitely a year two bump that you get mm-hmm. on your football team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's there. The poten- the potential's there. If if we can field a top twenty five defense, mm-hmm. it's a whole different. Just a we whole don't have a top. Way. We don't have a top twenty five defensive coordinator. You're. Well, our, our, our head coach, if he was just we a don't know. We don't. We have know a top three guy. We don't know that dynamic though. So That's I would true. agree Ted Roof is not, but the whole unit, everybody working together, I have to think there's a top 25. Connor, you're awful quiet five. over there. What opinion do you have on defense? I, it's just it, holistically, I mean, there's a reason we've been seeing the transfer portal and, and the guys, or the late transfers be on the offensive side of the ball. I think we're really getting it figured out on, on the defensive side. So I think it's a holistic upgrade <laughs> if I put a scale to it. I'm probably leaning more towards the what we were at last year as a four with the potential of being a seven. Um, this year, a seven with the potential of being a nine. I think if you get to a point where you or where we can sit here mid-season or, or late season and say, wow, we're tipping that scale to maybe be a 10, we're also sitting and talking about who we're going to play in the Big 12 championship and who's our playoff matchup possibly going to be. Yeah. And I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the question. I think I think this unit, um, if they can understand Brent's system and what he wants to do, or or Brent and Ted's system, what they want to do, um, it's it's a force to be reckoned with, depth wise. Um, yeah. Starters who the guys who are coming back who are going to be starting the Billy Bowmans of the world, um, and the guys behind him, like the fact that Key Lawrence had a bad year last year, and we're still going to talk talk about him getting rotation. I, I say bad. In our standards. A starter who's now a rotational player. Yeah, a rotational player. So, I mean, that tells you the guys we brought in. um, 
I want to point out that I don't want to see Billy Bowman running back kicks. Nope. I don't care how prolific he was in high school. Uh, I totally agree. Him and we didn't even talk about special teams. injured last year cost but us one two. probably two wins. Oh, yeah. Because oh, of, yeah, of the yeah. missed games from getting injured. He, I mean, he got injured on a kickoff. Yep. A kickoff. Yep. So, I don't want to see that. Yeah. No matter how good he was yeah. in high school at returning kicks, I don't want to see him returning well, kicks. The other thing, I agree with everything we're saying here. I think it's. I think we're pretty much on the same page, it sounds like. Um, we have to think about also the schedule and complementary football. If the offense can do what we hope they can do, they're going to make the defense better. And we could look back and say, well, yeah, fortunately we didn't face a schedule like we'll face in the SEC, and a 10 in the Big 12 is an 8 in the SEC or whatever. But we have a potential to be better and higher, and especially if we can help each other out, including special teams. If we can just have good, consistent special teams play out of many of these same guys we're talking about, obviously, we can help ourselves to be so much better in so many other facets. Think how many times an offense looks great, and if you're really going to put truth serum in, you have to say, well, yeah, and honestly, the, the, the defense gave them a short field time and again. And that helps so much. I mean, it's so much easier to score from the opponent's 40-yard line than your own 30. Yep. So all of this can work together in a way that, that elevates or detracts a lot. We could see really good improvement in one unit, and the other unit just sucks and puts us behind the ball and behind the chain so many times that y- y- the poor guys just never have a chance to succeed. I think there's no question. If there's a unit that underperforms this year, I'm, I'm going to say it's offense. Yeah, I, I, just, mean, I just, just have enough faith. You have more faith in the defense I do. than you do the offense. I do. I totally agree. Yeah, I think there's a lot of question marks on offense, agree. and I know. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's going to echo what we talked about after the spring game about the lackluster we saw from that offense, or the lack of of really just any sort of creativity or, <laughs> or difference than what we saw in the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to hope that there's a lot that's being worked on between. And I know we've said this. You got. You have to hope there's a lot being worked on between now and and. You know that first game, uh, or the defense made him look that way. Yeah, so I mean, right. it, we'll see. I, I think if I had to grade the entire team in this exercise that we're doing, um, I'm still saying I'm still saying it's an upgrade. I, oh yeah, solid upgrade. You know, I, and I think I do think the defensive unit as a whole is is a really big reason for that. Um, you complimentary football. We've preached it here, and it, it is a core principle that we have to establish, and more more importantly. Jeff Lebby has to establish to really make not only our offensive gutter, but put our defense in good positions to perform and not being on the field all the time. So Let's do a uh, quick rundown of special teams yep, because yep. the punting was horrific at the spring game. We have to hope that one of those guys can punt better. It seemed like every kick was off the side of the foot, and it was mm. only like 35 Did yards. Did I tell you the day after doing it, I was on a walk with April. We're walking around, and we walked by. I almost filmed it. Uh, we walked by the stadium, and there's one guy practicing out on the, the practice field. It's the punter. Him and his girlfriend or someone, maybe a trainer or someone's filming him, and he is punting the ball like crazy. And so... Uh, like good or just... I couldn't oh, tell okay. from... It, just it, reps, it seemed good, reps. but multiple <laughs> reps. Like, it was kind of like his instructions were, you punt until your foot falls off. You just keep going. And kicker, So they saw it, I'm on guessing. The, on the kicker, they've got Schmidt listed as second on the kicker depth chart. I saw. I don't know if, if there's um, – did he play? I don't think he played in the spring game. The, whoever the other kicker is? 
So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's his. What's the other? We didn't kick field goals. What's the other kicker's game. name? We didn't. Uh, Gavin. It's a. It's an interesting name. Gavin something. No. Uh, no. We, no. 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 We have <laughs> Schmidt, and then we have um, Reddy Mustafa Musta- Farage. I like it. But they've got him listed before Schmidt. On yep. There. As place kicker. Well, we have uh, to have. Consistency. So going to lose his job, according to what we. Huh. Were, yeah, and and as kickoff specialist. Well, we have to have ready. consistency in in all of those facets. Solid play, and we did not see that. What little we saw, we didn't see it in the spring yeah. game. Yeah, that was concerning. They did kick. They kicked a field goal, didn't they? Didn't the offense kick a field goal? I don't think so. I don't recall. Did they? I thought they. Did kicked, they? Yeah. Did they, they decide to the kick one? Zone. Yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah, they, they did. I think they did. And they um, made, and he made it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, because remember we were talking about, oh, the offense gets three points, but the right. defense gets two <laughs> points, two points for making them kick a field goal. That? Yeah. Like, how yeah. stupid that was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. You just don't punt. There you go. You know I'm on well, board the, with the, that. The trend against us was obviously if it's anything less than fourth and six, you're going for it. Fourth right. and six so outside of our maybe, own 25. Like maybe we start <laughs> doing like that it. if we're at our 40 or in. Well, to me, that, I don't understand how Lincoln Riley didn't do that because he had the offenses to do that. Yeah. And he, and he, Lincoln Riley I, a big mistake on Lincoln's uh, decision making. So back to that, um, as a reflection of just everything we're talking about, upgrade, downgrade. I think it's a solid upgrade. What I hope is, and this won't happen exactly in the next season, probably. If you look back at where we were under Riley, we were always a obviously tremendous offense, one of the best offenses ever. Uh, in in several of those years, I was always a realist about offense because when I said OU was was absolute greatness, I was absolutely right. There was no there's no argument about that. When I would look at our defense, I was a complete homer. I was a complete dreamer. I was somebody who was hoping against hope that we were going to be good this year. That this is when we we're going to put it together, and we continue to just flounder. What I hope is, in the coming years, starting next year and building on that, we get to be a complete team. And we don't lead and be defense forward and offense is hopefully there. I hope we're just consistently good. And, yeah, I'd I'd love for us to be absolutely great at both things, but at least exceptionally good at both things would be wonderful. So complementary to one another. And one unit is just not having to pick up the slack for the other one. And I have to say, if I'm going to be honest, my fear is it's a flip-flop. We look down the road in three years and we say wow we are the best defense around and our offense is always one we're just hoping for we're always just just believing and, and thinking it's going to be good and we keep we have good players and My i'm not caveat saying we to that be, but i'm hopeful it's we have that. a jackson arnold yeah that's a great no i was thinking the same thing but we're it, facing tougher defenses in the sec true 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 but i but we didn't have and you don't have that position in defense but, yes, you've got a quarterback in Jackson Arnold and a foundation to, to build upon that hopefully puts you on a trajectory where you can have really solid, if not elite, offense to go along with what I believe can be, in, in the coming years, elite defense. And it feels like Bill is back to, whether it be players uh, becoming who they were supposed to be or better evaluations or whatever you want to call it, but the line has good young talent to move yep. forward with. Yep. Good young talent in the running back room. Mm-hmm. Good young talent at quarterback. And if it is how they say or how a lot of people think, you can kind of find receivers anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
that's where you want to start. That's a good point. You got an O line, you got a quarterback, you got some running backs. Find me some wide receivers. And have them flock here, and this be the mecca of where you come to it. Yeah. So I would rather have a defense that you can count on that keeps you in every game. You're in every game. Yeah. And have an offense that might be less than what we're used to here in Oklahoma standards than the other way around. Yeah. I got a question. And hopefully even better. A quick conversation on the future of the transfer portal. Do you think the NCAA leaves it as is, or do you think it goes back to you, you transfer, you sit out the year, and then you, you, then you can play, or, you know, it goes back to where it's graduate, you know, graduate transfers can play immediately. You think it's you think it's like this for, from now on? I think the only I'll, I'll predict that the only changes we see the transfer portal will be changes in time frame of when the portal is open and closed. I don't think we'll get to any any. We'll never go back to yeah, you setting won't see out. A reg- you won't see a regression. I, I think it goes think back. So. I don't think like, so. I say probably four years from now, three to four years from what now. What makes you think that? Um, I, th- I think they'll see it too much as free agency and that that's not the spirit of the college experience. And that when you've got kids that trans, I mean, how many, do we had, we had some guys that transferred in and were here a year or two and now they've already transferred out to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that the, personally for me, I don't like that as well as it's more limiting to kids. I understand. And coaches leave and all that stuff. Maybe they put in a provision that if your head coach leaves, not position coach, but if your head coach leaves, then you get that season to go somewhere and be eligible immediately to play. uh But I think it goes back, in the spirit of the history of college football, that goes back to where it was, to where you don't have kids jumping around as much as they do Unless you're here from Indianapolis, the NCAA, are you – Telling us what you want to see or what you think will happen. Both. I, 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 there's I, no way they go I back. I strongly don't, don't want to see that, but to answer your question, I don't think it will happen. They I don't think go they'll backwards. go backwards. I think it goes to, there will be too many instances of super teams being built on. See, I don't think so. I think it goes the other way. I think there's too many votes that against it. Now, I would say the, the reason thing is I don't I think, you got I don't think anybody likes it though. I don't I don't Oh, think, I think a lot of people like it. I don't think the presidents like it. I don't think the coaches like it. I think the coaches No, hate no, it. I think you're right. <coughs> the coaches are having to re-recruit already, their own players. It's already an extremely yeah. stressful, right. long hours, tough job. No. Now every year constantly you're trying to keep your team together. Right. It's hard enough to get 20 new freshmen. Here's why it may or may not go that way. It's because the, the people you say don't like it are the Clemsons, Alabamas, hopefully someday the Oklahomas of the world. Guarantee you Saban hates it. They don't, yeah, no, no kidding. You know why? Because he's got all the power. He wants it to go back to that. Now, historically, the NCAA has been completely captured and owned by those programs. And whatever they wanted, they got. That has not been the trend in the last decade, and I don't think it's going to change as the power of the NCAA has been completely whittled away, I don't think there's any going back. And the exception to this is the Mike Gundys and I was the OSUs literally about to say, that is the exception. That's to the where world. he stands out as the weirdest guy in he town. He has not capitalized on it. Because he hasn't capitalized on it. Everybody else, if you look at the rest of the Big 12, they love it. And, and, and deeper than that, they all support it and need it. 
I, I think Brent everyone settles in. I bet Brent Venables does not like it. He may not like it because he's an old. And he may not like it because he has a, had a dominant position in recruiting a guy and keeping him captive. But I don't know if he ever has the power to get rid of it. I think, and that's what my question was this past week about the transfer and what's a healthy transfer portal. I think for big teams, it's few players that go in and out and you have an even mix between the two. The teams that really capitalize and do well are the Kansas States of the world, the lesser programs who can attract a lot of people and others who want to be an upstart, who want to all of a sudden get good at football, and they're going to uh, try to attract a lot of guys TCU in. last year. TCU last year. SMU potentially. Uh, I, big I market think you'll have teams. more situations like what's happening in Colorado now. I not, think that's a Not real to that rarity. extreme. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that's super extreme. Okay. But I don't think it would be that crazy to have, to have coaches come in and, and 30 kids leave at multiple schools and and people start seeing that this isn't the college we football we grew up with that, and we like. I mean, that's so I know, extreme. I know that's an extreme. No, no, no. no. Colorado was in the 50s, 60s. Right, but I'm, Ole I'm Miss, talking like, Ole Miss has had 30-something. Arkansas had 30-something. A&M's had 30-something people I think leave. in the spirit of college football, and like this may just be nostalgia, I don't know, but I don't think it's good for the sport that it's a free agency Agreed. for all these kids to go I don't di- I and disagree. immediately be able I don't to dis- play. I don't completely disagree. I don't think this is necessarily the optimal for the good of the sport. But then again, I'm going to tell you the good of the sport means we have 64 teams-ish, 60, around 64, that are in their own division, and that we have a lower division, and we don't have 130-some teams playing each other as if they're all in the same league. That's not healthy for the sport. So what I see potentially is a separation of the two, and then you might see a rule for those top 64 that's different I than what we see, see today. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. That's That was one of my two points I was going to make was... You've got four Power 5 conferences. You might have yeah. conferences. Or two. Well, I guess it would be four Power 4 conferences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Four 16-team yeah. conferences. Right, right. You get and rid they, of... They have their own rules, and it's yes. not... And you can't... You can, go you, within that league. You, you might go trans- down to lower one. You can one. transfer to SMUs. You right. can transfer to the... Oklahoma to State. To the San Jose States, but you can't transfer to Clemson. Bama to Ohio State right. and play right away. I you have see to that. sit that Non-com- Non-compete type thing. Yeah. 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 I, I could see that. I, that's what I personally would like to see. Now, yeah. what you might also run into legally, though, is <laughs> the trend, again, is against any of that market protection. Mm-hmm. And that antitrust case is getting really strong against any of that. So that's a headwind to it as well. well let's not get the government involved. The government's already involved. Yeah, I would right. say... Congressional inquiries begin tomorrow. I, I don't think anybody knows how to, quote, fix it. But I think an easy start would be somewhere along the lines of at least a timeline in between your transfers. Right? Like, you get a one-time, hey, I went here, I don't like it, I don't like the state as much as I thought, I don't like the campus, I don't like my coach, I can go somewhere else. But once you do that, you've got like a 18-month, two-year period before you can transfer again, or or as a true freshman, you've got a you've you've got to at least go through three seasons of practice. So if you're an early enrollee and you go through spring and fall and spring again, then you can leave. Mm-hmm. If you're a regular graduate, you've got a fall, spring, fall before you can leave. Something like that. And if not to get too philosophical and 
how people grow and develop as, as humans, but um, that's just not the real world, right? So no, I, I, you, you can't just have... I would say that is the real no, world. No, you can't just have... People change jobs all the time I, in the I, real world. Yeah, but you're, you're older. You're an adult. You're more... But they do it any level. Yeah, you can change jobs no matter how old you are. Yeah, but uh, the college football I guess is my not point the real is, world. My point is, you can't. If any of us here or any of our kids come to us and they have their job and they're like, yeah, you know, my boss, he's just kind of, he's kind of rude. I, I don't know if I like it that it. much. Like, just you, you've got to, you've got to work through there's some still life that things. There, the, but there's still that there. Now they just have Not the option just of going jump somewhere. Ship constantly. But they no, there there is. Look at the guys who do stick around at different places. I I think that you you got to be careful thinking that you're going to lock them in as if forcing them to stay in a position they tell you they don't want to do is in their best interest. It's not. It's maybe in the college's best interest, but only certain colleges who can lock up players. And what they do is but they play a lot of games with people. But sometimes some things are for a person's best interest, and they don't even know it. Sometimes. Or sometimes it's like OU, the position OU potentially is in, where they may be taking scholarships away from players right now. If those players don't have an option to change, that's a real predicament that they're in. And, it, and it's not even if they take their scholarship away, but if they say, oh, by the way, you're no longer a starter. You're not going to see the field. That's really rough to tell a kid, and you're stuck here for whatever your stuck here period happens to be. That That is tough. What about Chad Morris? Went to Arkansas. His dad was the coach, right? Was Chandler, the Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris, sorry. His dad was the head coach at Arkansas, right? Uh, I think he's the OC. the OC. Yeah, OC. Yeah. Okay, so he goes there, freshman year, doesn't play, transfers to OU. No, he, he came to OU his very freshman year. He was an original. He was originally, I believe, committed to committed. his dad. Oh, yeah, and then he changed. Okay. And his dad was, lost his job. I was thinking he was changed. at Arkansas and then came to OU. No, he just went, went to, to OU. Okay. Because I was going to say he's went, already played. And, he's and already been to three school, but he didn't go to Arkansas. No, he went. But, to I, mean, but I mean, look at. Uh, I mean, there there are players that have done similar things. Three, oh yeah, right? three, four, four schools. Something. Which I mean, and that's to me, that's not. But you do have to set out after one year. We we read that rule last time. Unless you're a grad transfer, you have to set out a year. After your first transfer. After, yeah, on your second On your second, on your second transfer. Yeah. yeah, and that's where you see the bulk of it. I mean, it, it feels like a lot, I think, because you do see that second transfer a lot of the time come in your grad transfer year, which, Lucas, I completely I, I resonate with the feeling of the spirit of college football and the nostalgia that we all have of, I mean, even me, I'm, haven't, I don't have, didn't get to enjoy OU football like you did. You all did for some, but, like, even, like, mid-2000s college football was – I mean, there's a feeling there, right? Yeah. Even even early 2010s. So I mean, it's there, but change change is good, and it's going to force better things. We we get something as awesome as a 12 team playoff next year. We get something as awesome as OU getting to go join the SEC, which we never thought we'd get to see something like that. I mean, there's who knows what the college football landscape is going to look like, and I, I do think there is going to be some sort of equilibrium to it once the dust settles from all these shakeups and the conference alignments and stuff like that and once I do think we are going to end in these super conferences per se where you do have a almost semi-pro league of college football teams and we'll see what the rules and regulations around that become but it's going to make the game richer 
whether it be financially or whether it be from an ex- experience standpoint. And I, I really yeah. think from an experience standpoint, we are on the cusp of really, really awesome things. It's and not richer to me to see a guy like McCullough played Indiana last year. He comes into OU, say he's behind Harrington this year. And then next year, some other dude that's a superstar at a school, and for some reason he comes to OU for NIL, let's say. And then McCullough's just like, well, I left Indiana to come here. I didn't, I'm not going to get my chance, so I'm going to go but, to – But what would you rather I'm gonna see? I'm going to go to UCLA. You'd rather see McCullough and, not see the field. You'd rather him be a practice player at OU? I'd rather – no. If he wants to – if he Indiana to OU, he's immediately eligible. And then he transfers to UCLA. He has to sit out the year. And then something happens there. And then next thing you know, he's at uh, See, I Purdue think he should be able something. to transfer as much as I, – I, I lean towards let him transfer because otherwise you're telling the kid – But that hurts you, our depth. That hurts. Sure it to does. Me, it's also the spirit of college football is you get to know these players on the field. There's a trade-off to all of that. they're here for three that. or four years as opposed to yeah. every year you're learning – but there's You're a trade-off to starters. all of that. You've got 17 new starters every season because they've transferred from somewhere not, else. Not to... And I don't like that as a Yeah, thing. I, I don't it. think you build a team that but, way. But you're, you're being... I mean, you're being very selfish to say you yeah. think you should get this, and these players, damn them, they, they, they made a bad decision. to their decisions. Well, yeah. And so there's two aspects to that. One is you're telling them, screw you... I want what's best for me. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad for you, and you're stuck where you are. And two, what is the next derivative of that? What happens when they start thinking about, well, there's consequences to what I decide to do. I'm not going to take a chance on an OU. I'm going to go and do this because I don't want to be the second-team guy at OU with a chance to be first-team. I want to go to Oklahoma State and be first-team guy where I know I'm first-team What about a kid that doesn't care if he plays and he's enjoying his scholarship and he takes it up for four years at your school and he's never going to play. What do you do as a coach? So what are you saying? What if you, what if you have a player who isn't going to transfer, isn't good enough to get on the field, and he just eats up your scholarship for four years? He doesn't. You don't have to that's give him a scholarship. That's a consequence of the head coach too, though. Yeah, that's the head decisions. coach deciding that. I like, I don't know. I agree you can't with just what, kick a kid off the team. Yeah, you can. No, you they're can. one year. They're one year scholarships. I, I, there's no commitment beyond one year. Deion okay. Sanders kick them off teams. Wow, that's a new precedent. But that's what's good about, and I'm going to tie this into what Connor said. I think that was a great point. This is the early stages of it. Everything has to change, and if I understand, Nick Saban doesn't like it. But Nick Saban grew up in a different level of football, and he's got to adjust to new rules. Everyone will adjust to new rules and and decide on a new equilibrium, and say, okay, I understand the new landscape. I can't do what I used to do. Just like when they stopped allowing you to have, I think it started at 105 scholarship players and then went to 95 and then 85, schools had to make different decision-making about who they were going to be. They couldn't just sit there and stockpile talent and wait for these guys. Once upon a time, freshmen weren't eligible. Okay, what if they're not one-year contracts? What if they're not one-year scholarships, year by year? Yeah, and that's been part, and I don't know where that has changed with the O'Bannon decision and everything, I'd have to look back and see and understand if that has actually changed with the grant and aid and everything. That was one of the things on the table that was debated, that that's a problem, that they're just one-year scholarships. Uh, I like the idea of being able to offer guys multiple different scholarships. I like, I like lots of options for both coaches, teams, and players so that they can say, hey, I like you, you're a four-year guy, 
we're going to take a chance on you. You're a one-year guy, and if it doesn't work out, you've got a chance to transfer. It forces people is, to be better. It I, forces coaches to be better at their jobs. It's strange to me that baseball can offer half scholarships. Uh, golf. Yeah, all, half, the, others, all, the, all other the other sports yeah, can. You, well, you want to know how they screw people, can, too? So here's what I'm scared of in, in a way they screw people. If you're a volleyball player or, a, or um, just about any sport outside of football, one of the little secret tricks they use is they recruit you. You're great out of high school, and they recruit you, and you're going to get a scholarship. But you're not going to get a scholarship to your senior year. And so what happens is they come in, they bring you in to see how good you are. And if you're good, you can earn it. You can earn it right away. If you're not, they do everything they can to run you off to get somebody else in and churn through kids a lot. That happens in all the minor sports. And I don't, really, I don't like that and that's general. ugliness, yeah, that's and ugly. and that's the kind of ugliness that's that I worry about in all athletics. of this. I totally agree. The other thing, in my theory of going back to how it was, that you're locked in or whatever, or or having to sit out the year. More committed. When you go to all of these kids that are playing major college football, especially when you get to the 64 super, you know, the 16 league, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Every one of those players has visions of playing in the NFL. When you get drafted in NFL, you can't go to a team for a year and then go somewhere else for a year. You're locked into right. a three minimum. That's what I was going to say. Why does why does the NFL just go to one year contracts for everybody? Well, so because the NFL you, has all the power. No, it's to because not do the coaches that. aren't going to want to put a, ho- because a whole they have team all the together every single to year. Do, because they have the power. But when to you're do drafted, that. you get so if you're a first rounder, it's a four year contract with a team option for a fifth. If you're a second rounder, it's a three-year option with a, with the team option for a fourth. That's an idea. So like in it. college, you're trying to prepare these kids to go to the NFL, but yet you're going to let them bounce from school to school to school to school with no repercussions. So to me, I like to end the conversation. I think I, I foresee going back to the pre-portal. I still have a portal but not in the instance of being immediately eligible right off the bat unless a coach leaves. But that's the only problem I have with that, the big problem I have with that, is it just doesn't hold about that. It doesn't hold play teams to the same standard as you're holding players. In well, that what case. If, what if you, what if you didn't limit the quote number of years per se a kid had, so to speak? Mm-hmm. So you can transfer and sit out a year, but you get like you don't lose that year. You of get eligibility. four years of playing. It might take eight. It years. might take you eight years to get four years of playing, but you get four years of playing yeah. football. Not opposed to that, but it definitely runs counter to what you're otherwise saying about the spirit of college football because that definitely is different. A bunch historically of historically different. Out there. I'm not saying it's wrong, <laughs> but it's different. We have Chris Winkies all over the place and Whedon's. <laughs> Brandon Whedon's. Brandon Whedon. Well, let's let's. Good. That's a good conversation. I like that. One more thing. You want to talk about Texas? I think we save it for next time. How? What are we at on the pod right now? We're long. We're at a minute 35. Or an hour 35. I, I think, that's, I think we'll right. hold the Texas God, stuff next time. I want to talk about this. I want just to throw it out. So, just a, so a the argument bit. we're going to come back to is, is Texas a top program or are they just a potential top program? We can talk about, we can talk about a lot of stuff. We can talk about where they are positioned today how how their their attitude kind of exceeds their their accomplishments we can talk about where sark positions them versus prior coaches etc there's a lot to talk about they're obviously our chief rival there's a lot of reason to talk about it let's come back and revisit that on a pod very soon i want because i think that's going to get fun and heated um even though we all hate texas that's something we all agree we all agree on that (laughs) we all agree agree on that all right well until next time boomer Sooner. sooner